After a year and a half, E.T. is coming back to the stage and will be hosting the 120 Conference right here in the ATL live September 25th and 26th. This year has left us drained from experiencing loss to having to live in uncertainty about finances and health to experiencing extreme burnout and being overwhelmed in our careers. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Find a way to finish. Find a way to find some more strength to keep going. Find a way. But whatever you do, don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Remember, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. It's time to go all in and reach new levels of success. Eric Thomas and the 120 Conference is exactly what you need to get that breakthrough and come out on top. Come see E.T. like you've never seen him before, right here in the ATL Live, September 25th and 26th. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Come see Eric Thomas like you've never seen him before. Get your tickets now at 120series.com. Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we are on episode 49. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about, of course, Drake, Certified Lover Boy, all that great stuff. Of course, we're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan's not as influential as he used to be. Um, Yikes. The next verses and some clips that we just personally liked as far as Tobe and something from FAQ podcast. So Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Yeah, I'm excited. We're featuring some of the family on this one. We got some uh some of the fam on this one. Of course, anytime Drake drops, there's a lot to pull from it. So uh just just with everything with the rollout and, and what he's done on there. So I'm excited for that. And uh another another very New York uh very New York verses on the way. So uh, we'll see what's up with that, too. Get your pen and pad on this one. I feel, I feel it's going to be good. But let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens. Cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose. Bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you know what time it is. It's the review of the week. All right. This, I had to make this one huge because it's a lot. So bear with me. Uh, what more can I say? And there's three fire emojis before that, right? I must say, I'm not a true podcast type of person. There's only a few select that I listen to because I'm careful with who I'm learning from and what's being consumed. This podcast brings you closer to the moguls and brands we all know and love with a perspective or business, personality, and an architectural view of the marketing behind these personal brands and businesses. The way Nikki and Moose break down each guest and feature topics is unmatched. Definitely a refreshing listen. Can't wait to see what's to come from these two. Wow. I thought they had you at architectural. I didn't know you was going to get that. That's not bad, Nick. That's not bad. I didn't know yeah, that's that. not bad. I, I, didn't, 
I didn't know either. Yeah. I didn't know. That's a good look. That is a good look. I guess after reading out loud for 48 episodes. <laughs> 49 hey, you episodes. got some practice. Right, right. right. You From got a some person, practice close to the, the, the big 5-0. Right. For a person who doesn't like to read out loud at all. Now I'm like only right. a bare minimum, like, practice, people. Practice. Minute work. Minute work. There you go. <laughs> practice. I really hate reading out loud. I don't even know how I got this job. I gave myself this job. This is horrible. Um. Anyways, mm-hmm. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, pretty good. I'm noticing um, this Charlie Brown type shirt. I might as well make fun of myself before somebody gets me in the comments. So yeah, I feel very Charlie Brown. They don't get this, you uh, so bad. Really? They don't get you okay, so bad. No, the only good. thing they ever do is call you Col- uh, Colin Kaepernick. They, that's all they oh, do. Oh, yeah. That's the only oh, yeah. thing they ever oh, yeah. say. Everything else say, is I'm positive. Go- yeah, I will say I'm glad that... Um, I don't know. I don't follow him as, as much, but he's not as popular in the media right now. When he was like, you know, at the height of his kneel, I think I told you, right? I had people stop me to take pics. It was bad. It was uh, really. I kid you not. I kid. They would like run pranks on their friends and be like, "Hey, can I take a pic with you?" So I can send in my friend and like pretend that I met Cap. I'm like, really, dude? Like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's not a yeah. It's crazy. I didn't it's know crazy. you were taking pics. That's. That's interesting. I would feel uncomfortable, but I'm like, hey, if uh, if it's gonna make for a good joke, I guess I'll be down with it. Oh, imagine <laughs> if you had the hair. Oh, oh yeah, no. I, could, I couldn't help fired. with that part. Maybe on Halloween, but I couldn't help with the hair part. I was oh, not blessed should. with the hair. You genetics. should have. You should have the jersey, the and, and yeah, and the fro, <laughs> the jersey and the fro yeah. with the helmet. Oh, that'd be so fire! You want to do off. it? Ah, uh, you know. I did support the brand, though. I did, I did buy uh, one of his shirts one time, so I did support the brand. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to support, support. the brand. It's I'm trying to you know, I'm trying to show love. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I see. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like what you did there. I like what you did. Let's get it. Um, but let's get into this episode. First one up, Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, first off, hopefully he's feeling better because... This past week, he uh, went on Instagram and said he had COVID. Mm-hmm. So, Saw still that. alive, people. Still alive. Um, so, please be <laughs> safe. Mask up. Do what you need to do. I'm knowing too many people uh, that has COVID now. I'm knowing really? a few more, which then delays how comfortable I feel being outside. Um but, yeah, I'm knowing a few more. But, anyways, that's not the point. So, we were supposed to talk about this last episode, but we had so many great topics that we're going to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. So, there was this article that says, Joe Rogan confined to Spotify is losing influence, right? So, they're basing it off of how many followers a guest gets, who's searching for him, the views and everything from YouTube because they can't really see the numbers as far as Spotify, right? And this is where my question comes from. Is it more important to have influence or is it more important to have the bag? That's my question mm. to you. Mm. Man, and it, and it's so interesting because you got to look at 
what he had accomplished so far in the industry, right? And I was kind of like reading through the article a little bit for some of those who are listening and not yet watching the episode. But, uh, you know, it's saying that obviously Spotify went on the hunt to become a big podcasting giant and really lead the force in the industry. So it made sense for them to recruit somebody like a Joe Rogan and make him exclusive to their platform. Now, with a podcast and an audience as wide as that which Joe had, and and I want to say that he had a ridiculous amount of views on YouTube. Like I, di- most of the times I would listen to his show, it would be on YouTube. Right. So I don't know what it is, and and they're not short podcasts either, Nick's Like. They're like, I mean, I know the one he did with Kanye was like somewhere short of three hours or something like mm-hmm. that. So they were relatively longer podcasts and had some pretty bomb guests as well. I mean, I saw Elon Musk on there, yep. Kanye, uh, Tyson. I mean, he had a lot of big name people on the podcast. So I think that the change, I want to say when you tie yourself to a big company like that, you're likely going to lose some level of creative control. Mm-hmm. Whether, even if it's not in the beginning, typically at a corporate structure, over time, they'll start to add restrictions. So in the beginning, they're like, oh, come on, come here. We'll be friends and we'll be good forever. And you can do whatever you like. And then over time, they start kind of stripping that freedom a little bit because similar to what we saw with, uh, what's the company? Uh, shoot, the company that was going to ban like adult content from their platform. Uh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans, right? Similar to OnlyFans. It's like Mm -hmm. they start kind of pulling their or changing their model because they're like, oh, investors aren't backing us. So we got to make sure that we present them with what will bring us the money. So what I'm saying is I won't be surprised if it was a similar approach that came from Spotify that restricted his creativity or restricted the type of guest he can bring on, mm-hmm. right? Like for some guests that are like exclusive with Apple Music, so they can't be on that platform. I can see that hurting the show where the viewership was just like, ah, uh, it's not really fun anymore. And then I'm always curious to think about like, how long can you do something, mm-hmm. even if it works? Like even if it worked and it brought you to stardom, how long can you continue to do it without any level of innovation, right? Without changing the content, without that type of thing. Um, I, I agree with you on the innovation thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe they thought, okay, brand new studio. Because remember, it he, when he, before Spotify, he was on a different spot, right? And then they built just a studio just for him, right? Oh. Um, and it looked really dope, right? Really fine. He wasn't exclusive to any one platform before, though, right? Like no. he was like everywhere, and then he went everywhere. exclusive to Spotify. Got right. it. Right. Okay. So you you kind of look at so this is the second Spotify only thing that we're hearing something crazy, not crazy, but like somebody really speaking on. We don't know the numbers, but here's what we see from outside. And, of course, the numbers are going to go down. You're not getting as much exposure as you used to. Like the YouTube Mm -hmm. one is only probably just a clips. The full thing you got to catch on Spotify, 
right? For those people who don't rock with Spotify and just Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and, you know, Stitcher and Google Podcasts, like, they're not, maybe they weren't such tribe members Mm -hmm. to come to a platform they don't necessarily use too much, you know? I think maybe in the beginning when it happened, absolutely, let's hear it. But then they realize that's not really the way I listen to it. So mm-hmm. I think when people make moves, because who's to say that some some of our listeners may not or may get an exclusive deal somewhere, not necessarily sure, sure. Spotify, yeah, but yeah, there's going to be a platform that's going to be like, yo, mm-hmm. your content your product, your service is going to be exclusively here. What, um, are you good with that or not? You have to Mm -hmm. think of the totality of my brand awareness is going to go down. So I have to make sure that with those particular moves, I have to be very intentional with catering to those who are already there. Yeah. And yeah. I have to be okay with the people that know me already and not trying to grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you should be you know, feeling really good about the influence that you have and you're not trying to do extra because now you're really trying to monetize. He made a hundred mil from right, right, talking. Right. right. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But I I, I think of little things like, you know, I've been studying just like the business of business, if you will, okay. this week a lot, and even on the marketing side. And I'm like, yo, it's it's really sometimes the most simplest thing that can be the difference between success and failure. So like in this example, I'm I'm a I'm a Spotify loyal, right? Just because of my playlists have been there for like five or six years. So I've just never bothered jumping on any other platform. And I listen to a lot of my podcasts on Spotify. Right. Not once has and and they will recommend like new exclusive podcasts to me not once has a joe rogan podcast been recommended to me my point is when you go exclusive with a network you're banking on them to continue to push you yeah right like like it's like oh okay as long as you keep me at the forefront then i can you know keep the same listeners maybe attract new listeners so that i'm not on the decline so Mm -hmm. like sometimes the, I, w- I would say one of the not so good benefits from an exclusive is that you got to hope that you can be the young star in that network's eyes forever. Yeah. And how do you know that that's going to be the case when they they brought you on to be one of the leaders in the industry, meaning that we're looking to get other leaders. So that's one of those things that, you know, you got to take into consideration as well. If if you're someone looking to make a deal or offer that type of position, because um, it's like. I'm I'm starting to call it uh, someone someone we spoke with this week's called it like the Chick Fil A approach. It's like you limit access to something that people want. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, because you want it and because it's good, I'm going to limit access. You can only get it here, or instead of giving it to you every day, you're only able to get it a set amount of days a week. So it's like stuff like that can help, but I think it it's it, it's got to take some unique measurements to be able to know how long do I run it this way? When do I start innovating, you know, and making some change? 
I really think it's just a money situation. I think yeah. the only time you go into one spot is for, unless it's a network, but a platform, just only that, that's that's because of a bag. That's mm. n- no other reason. And I'm hoping he's perfectly fine with, okay, my influence is going down. That's fine. I'm still making this bag. Because mm. there should have been a way, a, an ideal situation that I'm thinking about is possibly being on Spotify, but still allowing the content to go everywhere. But the premium stuff could only be on Spotify. Mm. You know, and, and this might be slightly off topic, but I do think that we are at a point in time where mega brands or mega influencers, I would consider Rogan one of those like mega voices in a sense where if you choose to go public with some of your personal choices, you can expect part of your audience to take a stance. Like Mm -hmm. I think one of the most controversial and dividing topics in today's world is are you for the vaccine or not for the vaccine? Yeah. And he's been one of those people that's been very outspoken on, you know, natural remedies, the whole thing, and, and not being for it. And he's gotten a lot of heat for it. Like even on when you look through some of the comments uh, in the video of him saying, hey, you know, I've been diagnosed with COVID. I'm doing this, this and that. And the, the, the comments that are made toward him for that you know, are, are, are pretty harsh. So again, I'm, this is not about the vaccine or not being for the vaccine, but I'm just saying, I think some of the mega voices right now are dealing with extreme criticism on where they stand with some of their personal choices, which is kind of unfortunate, but I can see something like that also beginning to contribute to, you know, what they would call a loss of influence or a loss of interest in some of the listeners. Cause it's like, oh, I don't like the things or the people you support. Uh, and, and as a result of that, I'm going to kind of, you know, take my time elsewhere. So I could see that contributing to it, too. I know. I'm going to stay away from the COVID I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with I'm, you. I'm with you. I didn't even want to get into it, but I'm just seeing it. And I'm like, yo, multiple people like another guy uh, lost his uh, live feature online because he took a pretty hard stance on like, yo, this is what it is. And he wasn't trying to convince others, but, you know, he made a big deal on social about, yo, I lost my life feature and pretty big, another b- relatively big influencer. I think he got somewhere north of like uh, um, 300,000 followers or so online. And it's like, oh, it's becoming one of those controversial topics where you could get kind of muted online because mm-hmm. they see that Whatever it is, it's it's creating divide. It's I mean, it's a sensitive topic. It's it um, is. It is. You know, it, it is what it is. I'm not going to speak on it. Yeah, me if neither. You choose to cool. If you don't cool, I am yeah. not here to say. Stay either in your or. lane, folks. Yeah, that's um, what I'll say. Unless unless you're in that industry, stay in your lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Yummy. But uh. Shout out to Joe Rogan. He's still, when you think of podcasts, you still think of Joe Rogan. 
Until right. that changes, I mean, now there's other people up there, but yeah, and mm-hmm. until that changes, I think he is fine. But let's talk about Drake. All right. So, Drake. Drake. I need that sound now. Drake. Uh, so, Drake. the last time you heard us, uh, which sucks because I almost called you like, yo, we got to redo the last part because we recorded that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I for, I, we recorded it before. Um, before the drop. The Kanye drop, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we were speaking on it like, and then by the time you heard on Tuesday, you're like, Nikki, Moose, what are you talking about? Right. It dropped. This totally didn't it's, go down this way. Right. right. So. Sorry, okay. y'all. Right, 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 right. Let's, let's give that to ourselves. We apologize. However, we are completely up to date. Um, Kanye dropped and Drake dropped. Um, and yeah, I'm. Did did you listen to both? Let's 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 have a fan moment before I get into a rollout moment. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to both? I have, I have. I can't give my official scoring card just yet because I'm I'm typically someone who like certain music takes a while to grow on me. Okay, and and I've spent more time listening to the Kanye album, so. Like right now, I find myself leaning on that side, not because I necessarily think it's better, okay. but I'm just like, oh, I, I spent more time like, like listening to it, so I can't make an official judgment yet. But I, I'm a little, a little surprised by Drake's approach. Uh, you know, like I, I joked around uh, with my text today when I was like, you asked me how I was doing, I was like, oh, I'm in my feelings. Drake dropped, and I was like, you know, because we're used to him having some form right. of. Yeah, that kind of music, and especially with that title, I'm like, oh, certified lover boy, oh, it's a rap. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely gonna come and 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 sing his heart out. But yeah. we didn't see none of that here. So yeah, yeah I need a, I need a, yeah I need a couple of days to uh, to digest a little bit. But um, but yeah, that 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 move that Kanye pulled and just said, oh, now nah, I'm gonna I'm a race for the buzzer beater. Interesting. So I have a conspiracy theory about that. Do you? Okay, I do. So yeah. this is what I think, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and I could be wrong. Like, he put out uh, the album, but then Post saying Universal uh, pushed out my album without my permission, right? I think the record label, Universal, is smart because if he would have went head-to-head with Drake, he wouldn't have one. Wouldn't mm. have one. So why don't we drop it now? Get the numbers, break the records, get our, you know, uh, platinum status, whatever he is at this moment, right? Let's get the numbers right. And then, you know, Drake is going to come out and we're still good because we did our, our launch successfully, Right. I think that's what happened. Not- so you think they pulled a move on him? Mm-hmm. Wow. If, if the, the second that Drake 
did that whole ESPN situation and hacked it and said that September 3rd, I'm dropping. I think that the label got nervous. I think the label got nervous and they dropped it. They said, oh, no, I don't care. <laughs> Let's get this I- out. It's not. I got a question, actually. Do you yeah. think that certain artists get to a level where their fan base is so in love with them that even if the music is not good, they're still going to support heavily? Yes. yes. Do you? Okay, now here's a bigger question. Do you think that's what happened with Drake on this album? Like, what's your take on the album? No. I like no? the album. Oh, you do? Okay, I okay. Do. I like the album. Okay. So, okay. So, here's the thing. And I was talking, shout out to CJ. Um, Every single time a major person drops, me and Mm -hmm. C talk, right? Mm -hmm. Through text. Um, I I did this. I listened to the first two songs. And then I went and did the cheat code and went straight to Rick Ross and Lil Wayne's uh, song. Have you heard that one yet? Mm -hmm. Mm-mm, no. Oh, that will, listen to that. That will change the game? That will change, I call okay. the album of the year off of that track. Oh, wow. Let me see how it, far I'm in, too. Yeah. No, anybody, and, and please hit the reviews, hit the comments, whatever you need to do. If I am lying, if that Rick Ross and Lil Wayne and Drake song isn't fire that one is uh, fire so yes because yeah, i typically some... listen on uh, like in a straight you know in order so right now i'm on race my mind that's how that's how much i got into it yeah yeah yeah. no i mean i get it yeah you, mm-hmm. you ideally you're supposed to listen to an album straight yes right. however um once i found out those two were on the same track I went straight there. I, mm. I listened to the whole verse, right? And just because of my religion, I cannot speak negative on that track. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I, Jay's spitting was fire. Right. That's all I'll say. So, overall, I don't know if I could pick between the two at this mm. moment. I think I will. Listen to Drake's more than Yay. Mm. Reason why is it's more on like just the entertainment kind of vibe, where Yay is definitely on the God vibe. So you have to be in a certain mood and a certain season to listen to that over and 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 over again. That's how I feel. Okay. That's how I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm with the God vibe a lot. So I kind of, maybe that's why I've been enjoying. Yeah. That's maybe that's why I've been enjoying Kanye, but, um, and, and you're right. I guess that sums it up. Cause like I saw something on, it actually came up like as a recommended tweet on our account Mm-hmm. For Nikki and Moose, if you are, go go follow us on. You know what I'm saying? Follow us on Twitter, Nikki and Moose. But a recommended tweet came up. Like the plug right there. I like it. Yeah, for real, for real. Uh, a recommended tweet came up, and it kind of broke down a verse from mm-hmm. Drake, and they were like saying, "Oh, he's getting at Yay in this verse." With the address one. Uh, 
Let me pull it up. It was something about like him being spiritual, like something like that. Let me see. Let me see. Hang on. Okay, here it is. Uh, it says, what song is this? I don't know. I don't know. It got some curses in it, so I'm going to kind of stay away, but it's something along the lines of... <laughs> well, yeah, if you listen to episode 50, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> right. I guess we're preparing you for it in a sense. That's Yay! right. You, you, uh, you've been warned. Let, okay, let me give the disclaimer real quick, a little side note. Um, y'all know on Nikki and Moose, we try to keep it uh, PG-13 at least. You know what I mean? PG-13 at least. Uh, for the babies and stuff, like just in case you're riding in the car with the babies. Uh, this next episode, uh, don't have the babies around unless you, unless you with it. Like there's some parents that are like, this is how we speak. I'm cool with that. Right. However, uh, we shot our shot. We got the guests. Um, and we just had a really raw conversation. And so we're big on our guests being uh, who they authentically are. And I'm not going to censor that. And I couldn't anyways. It was too much. So, warning. <laughs> warning. Unless you wanted to listen to the beeps the whole yeah, way. Yeah, like I the 90s. That... You know, like the early 2000 right, right. where it was like everything else. You couldn't hear the song. You, you just right. couldn't hear the song. It's horrible. But did you find it? No, I think you're right. It is about the one with the address. Okay. Um, so, the yeah, very yeah, that's ad- the yeah, the very address is get that address to your driver. Yep, make that's the 7 a.m. Your destination. One. So is that true? Is that really towards him? Yeah, that is one's that towards been... him. He dropped his, his address. Kanye dropped uh, Drake's address on social media and then erased it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Savage yeah. mode. Okay. Absolutely. So... Wow. But uh, let's get into the rollout. Uh, y'all let us know what y'all thought of the albums. Which ones do you listen more to? All that great stuff. But um, I thought this rollout was genius. Okay. We, we talked some of the rollout, but then there was more. So uh, first and foremost, he dropped multiple billboards in different cities. In different cities, right? So, the cool thing about it is he gave hints of who is the features through each billboard and strategically placed the billboards where that feature lives or is known for the most, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, on the screen for our listeners... We have one that says, hey, Miami, the biggest boss is on CLB, right? Which you can assume is Rick Ross, right? Mm-hmm. Then in New York, you see it, it says New York gifts in the pizza, you know what I mean? And then it says, hey, New York, the goat is on CLB, right? And then in Atlanta, it says Slime, Pluto, Savage, and Baby are on CLB. And there was multiple other billboards that was placed. I think um, Houston had one. I know Toronto had one. Like, yo, uh, the greatest rapper of all time signed me and is going to be on CLB. Mm. Like, how he strategically placed that for social proof 
is amazing because you mm-hmm. know people are going to take pictures and be like, yo, I see the billboard. Here's a, you know, they're saying these people are on. So kind of making it a, a what is that, a scavenge hunt kind of thing? What's that they called? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's okay. it. Scavenge hunt yeah. is right. Yeah. So making it into that and having people put, you know, okay, you said the GOAT. That could possibly be Jay-Z. Yo, you said greatest rapper of, uh, of all time or whatever, alive. That could be Lil Wayne. Yo, who mm-hmm. is, um, I think they, what was it? Uh, Smirk. They're like, yo, who's Smirk? I was, like Nick was like, who's Smirk? Mm-hmm. I was like, Dirk, dummy. But whatever, not everybody knows that. So I, I think that was really fun. And then, of course, he dropped the album cover and officially mm-hmm. released the date of saying September 3rd. Certified lover boy, right? Which is a whole bunch of pregnant emojis. Right? Um, and so everybody was like, oh my God, pregnant emojis. This is so fire. Right? I thought it was so simple. This is what I love, right? And let me, let me go back to this. This is what I love. Because let me geek out from a content standpoint real quick. It always takes the highest influential person, one of the highest, to dumb back down content. You mm. know what I mean? To dumb back down what we believe a release is supposed to look like, a product, a service is supposed to look like, content is supposed to look like, because all he did was put emojis as an art cover. Yeah. And so here yeah. we are thinking we have to have some crazy graphic some crazy videos, all this great stuff, but it takes the one of the most influential people in the world to say, nah, I'm going to just do emojis. Right. Boom, 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 right? Now, hmm. the dope part about it is, of course, with Drake, there's always a deeper meaning, right? Some people just was like, oh, pregnant people, great. Nope. So uh, shout out to Ebro of Hot 97, right? He said, according to the internets, I love Plural. the internets, Drake right. is dropping Certified Lover Boy, an album about love, baby making, nine months after the expected release date. Nine months is a full term of pregnancy a, on Labor Day weekend, which is why there are pregnant emojis on the cover, right? Hmm. First I off, it, it doesn't even have to be that deep. Right. It, doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be that I deep it, now. Yeah, I yeah. do remember the little promo video of the kid looking up in on January. He was supposed to launch. Supposed to launch. He was supposed to release the project. Mm. Clearly, September makes nine months. Yep, I didn't even know it was Labor Day weekend. I'm so. Like, when you live this life, you don't know holidays. I literally did it. Yeah, I had yeah, a meeting right. today and somebody said that. Oh, so what are you doing for Labor Day? I said, what? Right, I, right. yeah, totally didn't know. Right, right, right there right. with you. So, hmm. um, so the fact that something so simple could have a meaning like that and people don't even realize it, they just get so amped up that he's dropping a project, it it brings back the whole 
if we're going to do something like that, right, we can have simple looks. We can have simple situations. It's the mm-hmm. meaning behind it that puts yeah. some context to it. It's the meaning yeah. that's really going to drive how people perceive it. Like, oh, he's giving birth. Oh, my God, this right. project's about to be fire. Da, 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 da. Like, this is his baby. You know, mm-hmm. it, and it's probably not even that deep, right? Granted, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drake, I, I did love the album, okay? CJ thinks it wasn't up to standards because you did not have uh, a lot of bop to it like you normally do. However, I enjoyed it. I said it was the album of the year, um, but that's okay. That's my opinion. Hmm. That's my opinion. Until probably Kendrick drops, and then we'll see. It's true. It's true. Yeah, no, he's known, but but Drake is known for being a very memeable uh, memeable artist, if I could say that. Like, he's really good at creating those. Yeah, I think we just made a word. Uh, It may not be. We probably uh, could look it up, and there is something called memeable. Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, it should be. Yeah, it it should be. I mean, it it makes sense to me, so I'm, I'm with it. Uh, but no, I, I think he's been he's been somebody who's definitely good at creating those moments. I think there was even a documentary on just how good he is about really getting the Internet to rally behind him and do a lot of the heavy lifting. So we might have even talked about that when we did way, way, way back. Shout out to those very day ones uh, yeah. on the Facebook when we did the breakdown um, where we kind of covered some of those those concepts the, where he's was really, that the Facebook. I think that was actually say, the podcast too. I was on the podcast already. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Man, that feels look. like it's so long look. ago. Now I'm gonna look. Yeah, it feels like so long ago. But shoot, up going on fifty, that must have been at least a year ago. If that's now, the case, because we was, dropped. I was we're legit. We're almost right? at a year. We're almost wow. at a year. Yeah. That's crazy. We're almost that's at a crazy. year. That's, October makes it a year, I think, because we dropped October fifth or seventh. I gotta look it up. It's one of those two. Okay. So we gotta. Now, I, know, I know our first official podcast episode was the Floyd episode. Yep, it's the uh, uh, Drake is the fourth episode. Okay, so he is on the yeah. podcast. Okay, got it. He was got on the it. podcast. There's a whole breakdown if you want that. If you want that, yeah. go back to episode yeah. four. Go check that out for real. Yeah, no, but I remember that like we were talking about how he's just really good at creating those moments that go crazy on the internet. And even if you think about like him using those billboards. He's not just doing the album. Like naturally, everyone has a bias for the hometown kid, right? Mm-hmm. Or the hometown gal. So, like, if you're walking to through Times Square or someone in New York and you're seeing, you know, that slogan for the goat, and you immediately think Jay, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go listen because I'm if I'm a New Yorker, I'm probably a Jay Z fan, so I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah. So I think the fact that he used the like that home crowd kind of energy to it to get people interested in wanting to check it out. And you're more than likely going to listen to more than one song, right? But, I mean, I saw what you posted on the account today. Broke records in, I think, less than 24 hours, right? Apple and Spotify. After I posted that, uh, Spotify then posted that it was the most streamed album in in a day. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm, I'm really not surprised. That people yeah, have been waiting no. for this album. Um, it does have really good features. 
uh, I was talking to the guys and they were like, did you find it funny that it had Jay-Z and Travis Scott back to back? Do you think that's a coincidence? Do you think that's being petty? I was like, Drake is petty through the whole album. It doesn't like, does it matter? <laughs> I'm, I'm still saying, oh, what is, oh, I'm gonna look it up. There was this one petty bar that I want the shirt and I put it on my, um, I put it on my stories and I said, uh, followers, like, uh, hello, I need this shirt. Whoever could get this shirt. I don't know where this shirt is at. I need this shirt. And somebody was like, I got you. Give me the size. I was like, small. Hello, mm. please. It was, uh, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. I was like, uh, I don't. Oh, here we go. I don't miss, let alone miss you. Right. I seen that. <laughs> what? I, I need that. that. I what? That. I don't miss, let alone miss you. What? I will I will look at somebody dead in the eye and say that. Oh, I would. Savage. Savage. Oh, yeah, that's what? definitely savage mode. I need that shirt. Yep. He made a shirt yep. of it. I don't know where this merch is. Somebody let us know where the certified lover boy uh, merch is because it's it's very important, at least in my life. Okay? Mm. At least at least in my life. <laughs> but like like I said, the the rollout in itself is just social media friendly. And which is mm-hmm. why it's done so well because it's it's so out there. Like right. we've been looking forward to it. I, now the ESPN one wasn't necessarily social media ish, except for like from a TMZ vibe. Like, yo, he released it the on spreads. ESPN. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that alone, yes. Right? This is mm-hmm. unusual. And and I think as we're seeing some of these artists, like, of course, Khaled is always going to be the king of rollouts for me. Mm-hmm. How he does things and how it's like, almost done. Album is 90% done. We're like, Negro, hello. When? When? When is it going mm-hmm. to be done? Oh, it's done. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had um, a live before this uh, literally asking, yo, and we could get probably into this part like in the after show, but is it smart to make your followers wait? Like we waited mm-hmm. nine months for Drake, pretty much longer than that too. We just waited nine months till he officially announced it, right? And right. then, you know, Kanye, is, we just wait forever for Kanye. I mean, he had to run for president and all this great stuff. <laughs> so it's like, we know we're not on Drake and Kanye vibes yet. And I mean, we as listeners, not just me and Moose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what, how do you... How do you look at this? Like, do, could we do the same thing? And I came to the conclusion I, of you can, but only to your community, only to your tribe members. You can't mm. do that in totality. They can because the whole right. world is their tribe members. Right, right, right. But I, even even with them, I think at some point it's going to run dry. Like that's a trick that they like the like true listeners are going to be like ah. All right, I'm over it. Like, how long are you going to keep doing this? Like, I think even with with Kanye, like, the third time 
that he did the same move. It was like, okay, come on now. Come on now. Nah, like, I think we complain and then still listen. I mean, of saying? course, we're still, we're still going to listen. But I'm saying if he were to come back and do the same thing on the next album, it will be like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's a bit much. It's, no, I, I mean, the first, the first time he it. did it was cool. The first time was cool. I was like, oh, shoot, that's kind of clever. Like, he's mm-hmm. like really saying like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I just said it was a listening party. The second time, the third time, I'm like, oh, nah, come on now. Hey. Personally. I mean, I still listen to him. I'm not going to lie. I'm still going to listen. But I'm just listen, saying like. There's yeah. still going to be people who show up. That's there's crazy. people who are still that's going to complain to and still going to listen to it the second it drops. It's just, it's it's one of those things that. You don't like to wait, but you know you're going to anyways. In the, in a weird way, it is it is like a a reverse psychology on the FOMO part because it's mm-hmm. like you don't want to not pay attention, and then it does actually drop, and you're like, "What? It, it dropped?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that in a sense, it is it is FOMO. We we've talked about that for sure. Yeah, it is. So. Go listen to Certified Lover Boy. Go listen to Donda. Let us know which one you like more, right? But let's get into the versus talk, like we always do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Represent for the city. It has been released. What the next battle is. Uh, it is another New York vibe kind of thing. And it is Fat Joe. Versus Ja Rule. Live from New York. Tickets going on sale. This is a slight promo. I might as well. We always talk about them. Tickets go on sale uh, <laughs> September 7th. I don't know when, when is oh, September the day we 7th? drop. Oh, Tuesday. look. Right now. It's on sale right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this today. Right now. If you listen Tuesday. to it on Tuesday, September 7th. Now, if you listen to it like on the thirtieth, it's, it's not it's not a sale no more. It's gone. Right. But it's a uh, September fourteenth, which is a Tuesday. Um, how how are how are we feeling about this particular battle? I mean, I think Fat Cho- Fat Joe deserves to be on that platform. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice that his opponent is Jaru. I will say that. I think that's an interesting choice. Nothing against him. I don't really haven't really looked in, into him. I don't think I was ever really a huge fan. But what? I think Fat Joe has done. Yeah, I mean, look, a couple songs, but I can't say that I'm like really, really into Jaro. Now, again, I'm gonna just speak to what I know, and I'm gonna say that Fat Joe, mm-hmm. and we covered him a couple episodes ago. But just yes. what he's been doing as of late, yes. and what it what it kind of brought up for us to dive back into. Kind of like, you know, the moves that he did to be able to share resources with Big Pun, all, all the things he did there. Yes. I think it's a great it's a great timing to be like, you know what? Yep. Let's bring him on because uh, that that viral moment that he created uh, about the price going up and everybody and their mothers yes. just started using that tagline, using that video, yes. you know, about about. It's time to start taxing people differently, especially if you've had your moment. I think that moment almost created this moment for him. So I'm just really excited to see a Fat Joe on the platform. And of course, I think 
yeah, you know, be interesting to see what the catalog is like. Because sometimes I think with every single one of these verses, a lot of us have been surprised. Like, yo, I forgot you had what? This is cra- oh, I used to love this song. And surprisingly, that might even come from Ja Rule too. So I'm I'm not gonna fully go on it, but I'm just saying, uh, definitely for Fat Joe, I'm I'm excited to see that performance from his side and see how he does. For for the sake of time, yeah. I'm not going to say you're bugging off of Ja Rule. Cause, uh, I, I didn't make no comments. I just said that's right, not right, right. that's but, not but the it, but it's not the opponent like I'm gonna You weren't I mean, too educated you know. on all the hits that Ja Rule honestly had. Like, no, look. Granted, look listen. We all know 50 Cent killed his career. We know this, right? Murdered him. And at a certain point, you look at Ja Rule, because of that situation, as a low-key lane. Sorry, Ja mm-hmm. Rule. That was what it was, you know, perceived to be. And then certain actions afterwards with the whole uh, fire Festival, it's just not a great look. However, I'll, I'll do this. I'll just name a few. I'll just name a few. What I do question is do both of them have 20 songs? Mm. I do question that. But if you got always on time, right? You got New York, right? You got I'm Real with J-Lo, right? I remember that one, yeah. Yes. Uh, Put It On Me. Mm -hmm. I'll just name four. Yep. I'm with that. This is tough. I'm with that. This is tough. I, I'm. I don't know. I. I mean. I'm, and I'm not just judging the music catalog. I know that's what it's about. But yeah, yeah for me, I'm kind of looking at like you know the overall career, the brand, the person. No, you can't do that. It has to yeah, be about the music. Yeah. I, I get that. Holla no, Holla me, is a instant win. It's mm-hmm. an instant win. Now, unless it'll be hard if you put like that. And lean back. That that's a little bit hard, but they have songs together as well, so this should be very interesting. But I I bring up, of course, the verses part because there was something interesting that Ja Rule said in an old Drink Champs uh, interview, right? Um, and like I said, we sometimes count Ja Rule out. And completely understand. But I think what he says in this next clip really speaks upon, how do I put this? It really speaks upon the, when you start like your brand, you start what you love to do and the comparison game. And what do you do? Like, how do you go around that? Because it's real. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got to figure out what to do. So this is right. how he, his take on it. You can't fit in when you stand out. Wait, what? Hold on, tell me. I was a young kid not seeing myself as Ja Rule. Right. And being influenced by hip-hop. So, yeah, I went and got tattoos like everybody else was getting tattoos. Uh Motherfuckers was rocking bandanas. I was rocking bandanas. But what I wasn't realizing is I'm becoming Ja Rule. Mm. So now Ja Rule is going to be looked at and scrutinized different than just the kid that's on the street 
emulating his favorite artist. Right. And his favorite, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? No. That first bar, it's like, I don't know why it hit me, because it's so simple. Right. Right? It's so simple. But I think we confuse influence and our true selves sometimes. Like, I feel like we tend to always try to fit in. And the way he played it is like, because you stand out, because you're different, you can't just mimic the other people. We're going to make fun of you. So he was referring, for those who didn't know, he was referring to being compared to sounding like DMX and Tupac, right? And how he was speaking on that Drink Champs interview was like, yo, I love DMX. That's my friend, right? Fire uh, rapper, who doesn't love Tupac? Of course, I'm inf- influenced by hip hop in general. So I'm I'm doing all these different things. But because I'm different, they won't allow me to be influenced. They want me to be different. They want me to, to stand out the way that I do. So when I am influenced now, I'm getting made fun of. I'm getting called lame. I'm getting called a copycat. Whereas if I was just a regular smegular person, it's not copying. It's being a fan. It's being, you know, inspired. It's 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 nothing different than any other person rocking the tattoos, the jerseys, hat to the back. That's fine for a regular smegular. And I believe I wanted to go over this clip because... Certain people needed to hear that they stand out. You know, certain people needed to hear that, you know, you are different and you're actually dumbing yourself down by letting the the inspiration of the culture, of whatever your culture is, right, take over and downplay what makes you stand out. And so then people are going to call you a copycat. People are going to say, yo, you're the next this. You're the next that. Like, you don't particularly have your own name. You're just a copy of that particular influence or that particular person. So for me, I'm just like, we have to remember we're different. We have to remember when we're starting our brands and businesses that, We came up with the idea that makes it different. Yes, there's models that have been successful that we can look at and kind of study and research, but we have to remember our core reason of starting something, which was to be different, right? Mm -hmm. Which was to to fill a gap within that particular industry, not necessarily to rock or do the same things because we won't ever truly surpass those who stood out in that particular industry. Yeah. 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 Especially those who started it. I think, uh, you know, for for anyone who kind of runs and starts it with a trend, like they become the face of that. And immediately, you know, he's right. And like, while I empathize with what he's saying, I think what I've learned and what I've seen and, and how it's been emulated from a successful way 
is if you are going to be influenced by a specific culture, take the inspiration from it, but you got to make it your own, right? Like, like it, you got to add your twist to it that people can be like, oh man, I appreciate the creativity, right? And, and we talked about Tyler, the creator a couple, a couple of weeks ago. And that's somebody who like, when you listen to his interview, he's telling you like, hey, I too am super hip hop. Like I'm absolutely influenced by the culture, but I also recognize kind of like my own uniqueness. I'm someone who likes eating croissants and waking up at seven in the morning. Like, okay. you know, he's just like so him that me personally, someone who did not listen to his music or never listened to his interviews, I actually sat down and listened to the entire hour and was like, yo, I can appreciate both like the audacity, like just the aura of, of really, truly being every part of you. Yeah. So I think I think when I look at, you know, this clip with Ja Rule, I definitely understand, but it's it's a lesson that unfortunately is learned too late because, you know, we we had a, a, a big dispute or really just a dialogue um, early, early days on the show when we talked about J. Cole kind of stepping aside for not wanting to be a leader on that BLM thing. And it's because I feel like that's the difference between people who can see themselves clearly for who they are. And they can separate from who others want them to be. It's right. like, okay, nope, I get that. This is who who I'm I'm supposed to be. But if that's not me, I'm not going to head in that direction. So again, while I empathize with what he's saying, you know, I just feel like it's probably one of those things where, you know, the the bus left you and you didn't really catch on to what was really happening, uh, and, and how it kind of hurt your career in that sense. Big facts. Yeah. Um, so listen, first off, I love this particular person. Uh, he is going to be in the Transformer movie. Uh, I think he's on his third child. I think they think that's there. Yep. They had number three. Uh, amazing team. I'm talking about Toby. No way. Yes, sir. Um, I, I ran over this interview that he had, uh, with Nell about when did you know it started to work? Like, when did you know everybody was on the same page? Mm -hmm. And I know in our lives, we, YouTube lives, not literally lives, right? But in our YouTube lives, we have that question of Uh. like, the team conversation. Sorry, I just understood what you said now. Like the live, <laughs> the live show, not like our life. Right, okay, right, sorry. Yeah. Right. I'm with That's you. why I'm with I you. had sorry. to clear it up. I didn't want to yeah. sound deep. You know, I didn't yeah, want yeah. in our lives because it's not really our play lives. Play on words. I don't know. Listen to Drake, you know, got the play on words happening. I'm with you. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> See, what See what you did there. So, um, we always get asked about the teams and how to build one. And when do you know that person's the right one? Do they take the assessment? Oh, flightassessment.com, slight plug, flightassessment.com. You'll know what it is. Right? Um, but Toby went in on when did he know that Nell got it? Like when, and if y'all don't know who Nell is, that's his producer. Like he is very one producer, like Nell produces everything. He doesn't go to other producers like other rappers. That's no shade. That's just what he does. Right. So here's a quick, not, well, 
Here's a quick story. I was sitting over there with her the, like for like hours upon hours. Then mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, all right, me and Fat about to leave. We're about to go home. And she was like, all right. But in her mind, like when oh, I said I was leaving, all shut down, like, then, then everything is over. I was like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. <laughs> and mind you, she's pregnant at this time. Yeah, was. She's about five months pregnant or something like that at yeah. this time. And I was just like, yo, no, 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 no. We're leaving. This beat still needs to be done. I need to have it by tomorrow morning. And she's like, no, no, I don't think you understand what's going on. Like, I, I, need, I need to get my sleep. I'm pregnant. I'm like, listen, I understand it all. You're pregnant. You got to rest. I feel you. The beat needs to be done or I'm going to have to get a beat made somewhere else because I'm not going to, like, make an excuse for why I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And, like, she, she, like, poked up and everything, like, man, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> so when they'll get mad, she don't go extra, she don't get extra feminine, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she turns into Debo. No, all right, that's what's up, then. Man, all right, no, 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 you good. You go ahead and leave me, y'all. I'm like, I'm like all right, I'll leave. But I'm telling you, da, da, da. And she did all that, and then it looked like the very next morning, first thing in the morning, before she went into school, because she was a full-time teacher, yeah. teaching what, English. Mm-hmm. Full-time, full-time teacher, English and coaching the basketball team, came first thing in the morning and gave me that flash drive with that beat done. Mm-hmm. And once she, once she did that, I was like, all right, cool. She mm-hmm. get it now. Um, first and foremost, Tobe, do not flag our video. I know we grabbed it from your YouTube and it was a really long clip. Please don't flag this. Tell him not to flag our stuff. Second, um, it's always good to see and hear like the beginnings, right? Cause who you look at the dynamic of, you know, Nell and Tobe, and you think that was instant, that happens, they clearly saw the vision, whatever it is. There was no question of commitment. There was no question of dedication. And then you hear, like, yo, she was pregnant. Like, some people in Tobe's position would have been like, you're right, you're pregnant, don't worry about it, we'll figure this out. But he was so committed to the mission of, I got to be consistent. I got to do what I said I was going to do. Either you with or you're not. I'll go somewhere else. And the level of ownership is what really got me with this. It's like, nah, you can't go nowhere. Like, this is mine. And I can't let you go. So, you know what? I'll stay up. I'll do this. You'll get in the morning and I'll still do my regular teacher stuff. And you, that's the type of things that though sometimes is rare when that happens, you can't let that go. Like you can't, you gotta, you gotta really put value onto that thing because that's the kind of work ethic that people like wish for. Right. Because there was no situation with with money, anything like that. It was like, yo, I need you to do this. No excuses. And some people would be like. Right. So I that's that's why I wanted to show that. And and for the people to hear it, because it's like 
you got to, you got, first off, when you're in a position like that, you got to have commitment like that. Two, when you have a team player like that, you got to hold on to it. You got to cherish that one. And you'll know then when it's situations like that, that it's like, you know, that, that's a keeper. That's, that needs to be on the team. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why, that's why the startup hustle is so hard. And that's why being a leader is so difficult. You know, I think everyone wants to be a leader, but very few people want to take responsibility. So when you look at, you know, that conversation, I first want to kind of speak to Toby's part. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I mean, I don't care who you are. Uh, I, I don't think that that's the right approach, right? It's like you always want to be mindful of how it's said. But of course, they put it in a joking matter, so I get it. But that's why leadership is hard. Mm-hmm. Not many people can manage their emotions. And I'm sure he and Nell are the best of friends. I mean, do you look yeah. at their relationship now? They had history, you know, when, when we were with them in, in Dallas a couple months back. Yeah. Uh, Nell's husband was telling us that they all actually met in high school. All three of them. Like, they were all friends in high school. Yeah. So I'm sure they were friends at that time. My point is, though, that's, why, that's what makes leadership hard is that you got to remove your personal emotions aside even from a situation like that where you might truly care about the person. You, you might actually see they have a point, but you're mission driven, like you said, and you have to put all of that aside, even if it hurts. And you're almost putting the entire relationship at risk. Right. It's like, oh, it, I'm, I'm about to go this far. And while a lot of people say they want to be leaders, I don't know that many people can manage that type of situation like that. And it's moments like that that can make or break a relationship, that can make or break a team. Again, your approach, you know, Toby, we know about his personality. He's a certain way. It works for Toby. So I'm not, what I'm trying to say is don't mimic what Toby did. Just know that if you aim to be a leader, you're going to get to that point where you too have to make a decision and you got to know what your approach is going to be like. Because that's the difference between someone who can lead and someone who, you know, unfortunately can't get it done. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, And small plug, reason why I put Toby in here, because he just got announced that he will be a speaker at 120. I mean, so go get your tickets, 120series.com, okay, Uh, Atlanta. 25th, 26th of this month, September, this month. Crazy. Yo. That's crazy did, coming up. Right. Speeding. Speeding. So, uh, Moose will be speaking. I'll be mm-hmm. speaking. Uh, Tobe will be speaking. Inky, Pinky Cole, and of course, uh, E. And Maul and, you know, the regular smugglers. I'm but, sure the whole gang, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be speaking. They'll be speaking. But... Uh, our last clip, and I know we're going a little late, but I like this one, okay? So shout out to the FAQ podcast, uh, Q and Fuzzy. They have they have some great guests, amazing mm-hmm. guests, right? Oh, yeah, it does. Phew. But there was this guest, uh, Terrence Martin, that who's a rapper and a producer, but... 
he says something about working with Snoop that hits a, personally for me. I don't know about you, but personally for me, it hit me very well. And I think it's a lesson that we spoke on personally, but hearing people in the industry, I hope this hits somebody else as much as it hit me. So. Cause I did a lot of the music on all the Welcome to the Child. I wasn't he wasn't paying me nothing for the beats. Oh, I was putting out so much, so many. But he would say my name in interviews, yes. and he would just boost me up, and I could always go to his house, and we just got so tight, and it was it was a dream. It was I never, I never. You could ask any of them. I never caught them chasing money from Snoop. You can't. Ain't one time in my DNA I've called saying I need this, I need that. It's it's always been a honor and a privilege to give that man music so he could say something on what I did so the world could hear and I could change my life off of that. I've never pressed any dot, anybody, anybody. It ain't never been a, it ain't never been that with me. Mm. So let me give some backstory real quick. So he was talking about Snoop. Right, he gave Snoop a whole bunch of beats, and be- and Snoop was like, "This is for me. This is great. Th- th- all me, right? It's all me." And my man served, and Snoop was like, "Yo, who do you want to be like?" Uh, Quincy. Boom. Hold on, Quincy. Go talk to, go talk to my man real quick. Yo, you want? Who else you want? Dre. Boom. Dre. Talk to him. Like we. Some people look at money for these particular opportunities. Yo, I know how big of a star you are. I know how big of an influencer you are, a celebrity you are. So you could afford it. Not saying Snoop couldn't afford it. But sometimes you have to serve to get opportunities pass a check. And... And I'm not saying do this for everybody. But if there is somebody who impacted you in some way, shape, or form, or who has the potential to get you at certain tables that you couldn't do by yourself, at least in the time, a desirable time that possibly is your prime, what would it really cost you to do something that you truly love for free for them? Right. And you hear these stories from time to time. I'm not saying it's super often, right? We, both of us have, have lived similar uh, stories like this. And I literally today, as we're recording this, uh, it's E's birthday. And I literally text him like, yo, I appreciate everything you have done and the people I've connected with, you know, literally still to this day, if you said, Nikki, we're going somewhere, I'm going. So, and I said, because of you, I am a huge part of who I am. So I hear this and I'm like, that is one of the keys of being successful in your lane is by those people who had impacted you, those people that, that 
serve the world in some way, shape, or form, if you go serve them, that's going to open doors way bigger than a check, way bigger than that monthly or annually income that you can have. It's like to to talk to Dr. Dre in his case, Quincy Jones in his case, right. that's invaluable. Yeah. But if yeah, I would have no. asked for a check, I may not have been able to get that call mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely one of the most strategic things that you can do, you know, when you're just finding your footing. Um, one of the things that I think people often kind of question or are a little confused by is, okay, you're telling me to do work for free. I've been doing that and I'm not where I am. Why? And I'm always big on this, like, man, check your motives and your intentions. Mm. All right. Anytime, anytime you find yourself in a situation where you're listening to some of these stories or even listening to some of what we told you about how we found ourselves in these positions and you're like, okay, bet I'm going to do the same thing. And you're not seeing any traction doing it. It's likely because although on the exterior, that's how you're moving. The inside of you is not really biting at the idea of why should I be serving them? What, what did they do to deserve my work for free? You know, those types of intentions, I don't know what it is, man, but people can sense that energy, right? Mm-hmm. When you're looking to kind of put, your, you know, uh, get an upper hand or position yourself in a way that you appear in more of a power position. It's like when you arrive at, at, a, at a level like some of these, you know, like even like a Snoop Dogg, when you arrive at a level like that, you know how many people, I can only imagine how many people are pulling on them, right? Like it's it's so stressful to have to constantly weed out and, and measure people's character to see if they are good-hearted or not. So to walk into a space like that and not get caught up in the limelight and the potential opportunity that you can land as a result of being connected or any of those things, but just simply aim to be a good person that's looking to add value you will be surprised at the level of value that you will then sometime or someday in your career start to reap as a, re- as a result of it. So that's the thing that I've just kind of have always recognized. Like I appreciate stories like that, but I know the backstory because I guess just because we, we, we say that message, we know that that's one of the, 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 the secret strategies in a sense. But I think a lot of people struggle to not see it all the way through. And the main reason is just because of intentions. Facts. Just a quick, you know, quick little video because I think that hit personally to us. So I just wanted other people to see it. But listen, thank you for pretty much reaching the end of the podcast. All right. Um, Real quick, please go follow all our social media platforms. And I have... Let me see if I could pull it up real quick. I have a real special announcement. Stay here with me. Stay here with me as I look it up because I should have been way more prepared. But, you know, of course not. Why Why would I? Right. Um, mm. Shout out to Isaiah. Reason why I say that, um, Isaiah is one of the main reasons why you're seeing Nikki and Moose as far as on social media. 
Uh, he handles a uh, majority of the edits. He does S2S podcasts. He does the morning videos. And he just released a course that mm. I felt like we should say on our platform because oh, yes. without him, uh, y'all wouldn't really know of Nikki and Moose from a visual standpoint, maybe from an audio. Shout out to my audio people. But right. um, soulcreatorpro.com slash one day editor. And I'm going to have it up uh, on the YouTube and make sure we clip this part out. Clip this part, Isaiah. Thank you. The number right. one or the word one? One the, day. Uh, one. So it's solocreatorpro.com slash one. Oh, not O. Oh, yeah. O-N-E Day Editor. Um, He did a course of how to edit such videos as you see on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And this is for the people who are solo, uh, one team man kind of vibe, right? You know that content is important. You have no clue how to edit these videos. Isaiah literally does a step-by-step of how he does it in uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. So go check that out once again, solarcreatorpro.com slash one, the word one, day editor. I mean, I do that for my guy because he does a lot for us. And all we could do is share our platform. Um, But Moose, final words. Yeah, the one thing that's been on my mind lately is, uh, and this is probably a message for those who are maybe not happy with the pace or the speed that they're moving at. And you're getting to that point in your journey or in your plan where you're like, okay, what's the shortcut? Like, What's the quickest way for me to get up out of this position? Now, here's what I've discovered to be the quickest way. The quickest way is the right way. The quickest way is the right way. Because every time you take shortcuts and you think that by cutting corners, you might get to your destination a little faster, you're going to find that you're actually taking yourself a longer way to get there because you guess what? You're going to have to circle back and actually do it the right way anyway. So for those of you who are a little bit frustrated, I just want to drop an encouraging word and say, hey, stay the course. Just know that the quickest way is the right way.